The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Street and now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Nick Harris, Josh Rodriguez, and Kyle Yeomans. It's a Tuesday edition of Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, live from the Star in Frisco, Texas, in the SWBC studios. We have John Machoda, Nick Harris, Chris Beam in the back. I'm Kyle Yeomans as it's wild card weekend, or week, I should say. It's not weekend yet. Wishful thinking. Got a update from Jerry Jones on 105.3 The Fan this morning. Maybe looking ahead a little bit because of what Jerry had to say. But there's plenty to get to, and we're going to take your calls and text messages today. If you want to go ahead and get a jump start, get on the phone line for our next segment, 888-855-2297. Give us a call, and then the text line is 817-290-3298. What's going on, John? Not much. Made the trip uh, back? Living the dream here. I I had a nice, smooth flight back from D.C., Mm -hmm. Uh, all right, but let's just be honest here. Okay, so, I made a mistake, laptop. and uh, it's not a mistake. I'm I'm happy with it, but I'm moving apartments. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh no. And it's never good to do it during the season. Oh no. Yeah. And so I had to be out right of my now. place by today. And so as soon as I got back yesterday, like I immediately went to my other place and just started getting whatever was left. I did the most of the move before, but it's never great to do that during like when you're about to leave mm-hmm. to like you know go to dc because i'm just thinking man my plane's delayed and all this like this is not going to be good or whatever so I, I just finished that up last night so i didn't get really watch a ton of the national championship game mm. i root heavily against the university of michigan so i uh, it wasn't going well so i didn't want to watch it anyway <laughs> but the move thing during the season is the dumbest thing like oh. it is is the worst i just i really wanted to get out of the place i was in and i really wanted to get in this other place but uh yeah so that's what I've been dealing with. So Not that you guys care, but I just you got out. Oh, that's I tough. mean, at the buzzer, you're you're good. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Did I'm you turn yeah, in yeah. the keys already? Well, I'm gonna do that today. But oh, okay. every, but I mean, there's nothing in there, so good. I have like a looming situation that's like upcoming because my lease ends right in the middle of training camp, and I'm oh. like, what the hell am I gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> so. I had that problem. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I we'll did the same you. exact thing. We made we bought our house six days before training camp. Yeah. Not even six days, and then. We got back, and within six days, we moved into the house. So it just yeah. left, it was vacant for like a month while we were gone. And then we moved into the house. And within within three days of us moving into the house is whenever I figured out that Lorena was pregnant and then we were having a kid at that point, one kid, uh, and now it's three. So, yeah, yeah I get you. I'm but right but you might you. be fine as a multitasker. I'm not. I'm terrible. So when the season, go, when the season goes on, I'm, I'm like That's a lot. 99% just – Locked in cowboy stuff during the season. Yeah. So to do this during, I mean, it's just, it's very overwhelming for me. Most people are probably like, it's not that big of a deal. I would have been fine it's with it. Like, what's this life stuff? Yeah, like, get like, this out of here. Yeah. <laughs> which is which is fine. I just, I don't know. It that's just, that's the been, type of sacrifice. Me out lately. Type of sacrifice John Machota makes yeah, for man. Cowboys yeah. fans out there. Yeah. If you ever were were interested on John's background, that's what it is. Yeah. He's making sacrifice. I mean, really, my whole life is based around the deal. I mean, the place I live, everything is in location of this facility you know i mean it really is my whole life is built around covering the dallas cowboys so <laughs> during the season i try not to have any distractions and i have this distraction right now that i'm trying to <laughs> get rid of <laughs> yes john's gonna be living out of tupperware for oh, the next yeah. t- t- 10 days my pl- my, my new place weeks. just boxes and everything just everywhere like it will sit there until whenever the season ends no, no, I was about to say like no, if you no. have a pet like that pet is just dying for the Cowboys no, to lose no, in the no, playoffs no, no, so no, we no, can no, get please, things please. situated. No, no. Uh, John I doesn't be, have one because of that reason. Because of that reason, it'd be too much work. <laughs> so at one point, I was roommates with David Hellman, yeah. uh-huh. and he had a dog, um, and I think it was Josie. I, yeah, Josie. I yeah. don't think I was traveling yet. Maybe that was what it was. I don't know. But anyway, what happened was is like there'd be a lot of times like during road games where. Like, he'd have to board the dog. Mm. And so because of that, I was always like, I'm not getting a pet while I cover the team just because yeah. so, I don't want to have to do that all the time. So, no. No yeah. pet. <laughs> I, could just, I, I know y'all's conversations and both of your senses of humor. I could just see 
you giving him all sorts of, of flack for that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, are Absolutely. you kidding me? Like, you're going to go board that animal? Yeah. <laughs> Dave probably felt, like, awful about it because he loves that dog. And, yeah, it was just the whole thing. Yeah. All right, let's get into some news and notes. We just heard from Jerry Jones going we into did. a Tuesday. We did. We could start with um, – so defensive coordinator Dan Quinn has been generating quite a bit of interest from from various teams. You don't say. Yeah, and uh, he's not the only one, uh, according to Jerry Jones. Uh, Will McClay was reported, I think either late last night or early this morning, that he's generating interest from the commanders and Panthers for their GM jobs. Uh, and Jerry was kind of asked about both, and he said that there are several assistant coaches that have generated interest. He said he expects – uh, close to 15 to 20 total interview requ- interview requests across the board uh, by the end of the hiring cycle. So um, I, I, I guess you know Schottenheimer might be might be thrown into that equation. You know, um, you know, with him not being an offensive play caller, I'm sure that that could be another team's pitch to 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 make him one if if they if uh, they were to land him. Obviously, Dan Quinn. We've gone through two hiring cycles, and he's still you know a part of the Dallas Cowboys. So uh, they're going to try to go three for three here. I'm sure. Uh, this coaching staff and um, yeah there's a lot to deal with this time of year obviously with the playoffs starting and Black Monday in the past now and you know openings kind of figured out already and who's going to end up where so um, this is a a fascinating time especially with this coaching staff yeah it's uh, I don't see Will leaving I I mean you have to take these these interviews no question about it Um, but with the Dan Quinn thing that's a lot more up in the air just because it's been multiple years where he's sat there and had these opportunities to you know return to being a head coach and you just look at like the Eagles situation that's the way it is going forward you have a good team yeah teams teams are trying to yeah. take your assistant coaches so uh I get it if you're a Cowboys fan you look at this and you're you know you might panic or whatever like oh well you know we could lose Dan Quinn or whatever but you don't know and uh I, I will say this the one other thing is that some people might look at it as oh this could be a distraction you know oh you know the team's in the playoffs and now all of a sudden uh, coaches doing interviews or whatever like that. Like Dan Quinn has done so many of these. Mm-hmm. He's a pro's pro. That's yeah. not going to take any anything away from him uh, getting ready for whoever their opponent is, Packers this week and whatever going forward. So um, that just comes with it. I mean, if you're a good team, that's how it is. I mean, I've I've seen it this year with the Lions. You yeah. know, like the Lions are generally not a team that people are like trying to get their assistant coaches, but their offensive yeah. defensive coordinator is getting tons of inter- interviews. So that just comes with it. If you're going to be a good team, this is you're going to have this happen to you all the time. And it's always going to go into the playoffs because that's when teams are looking. Black Monday is already in the rearview mirror, and teams are making their moves. You you also look at, I mean, look at the Super Bowl teams last year. Uh, you, you have Philadelphia on one side, and you have Kansas City on the other side. Those coordinators, all pretty much all four of them, I think it was three of the four, took new jobs in 2023. The, the, you had both of the coordinators for Philadelphia, and then you had Eric Bieniemy go to the offensive coordinator job in Washington. So... It is interesting to see just how much of that does come down going into the playoffs. Of course, none of it's going to come to light until after that team is eliminated or however long that ends up running. Yeah, it's just the the juggle game, I guess, at the end of the day. And uh, there's nothing that the Cowboys can do to control that. Real quickly, which one do you feel like would be the most significant loss out of the two? Will McClay or Dan Quinn? Will McClay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for so, sure. too. For sure. And I, it, but, it may not be the biggest name because Dan Quinn's going to be a yeah. head coach and he'll be out there and it'll be in the news. But if Will McClay walks, that's a massive blow. You look team. at the way this roster has been constructed since Will McClay has been here. I mean, his footprint is, is all, or his fingerprints are all over it. Footprint. Footprint, too. I, yeah, I guess. He's you know, kicking the door in. His his prints are all over it. Yeah. Um, you know, he's he's big on uh, those those uh, um, uh, verified measurement, uh, ver- uh, verified athleticism numbers that come out of the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's big on, you know, uh, looking for those really small school guys that have been able to come in. He prefers that athleticism. You can see it on the team, especially on the defensive side of the ball Dan Quinn has been a big part of that as well so um, I think I think Will McClay would be the bigger loss just because you would have to account for that just personnel mindset Mm -hmm. and it's hard to find you know completely because everyone has a different personnel mindset in the scouting department so um, I think that would be the bigger loss as far as replacing him so yeah I'd agree especially just because of the fact of where this team is right now Um, you know all the guys the ones on the wall behind you right there and and he's (laughs) over here I mean he's you know helped draft those guys and they're all making lots of money, and so for uh, to pay Dak and, and CD and Mike of those next contracts, you're going to really be relying on the draft yeah. uh, going forward and, and finding some gems there. So, uh, yeah, th- yeah, losing Will would be would be huge. You said he, you don't anticipate him leaving. Why? 
Well, he said he has said this a bunch, and I don't think it's changed. I mean, his one of his top goals is that he wants to win a Super Bowl with mm-hmm. Jerry Jones, you know, and he's close with the Jones family. He's obviously been here. I, I know he really likes it here. Yeah. Uh, not just the Cowboys, but living in Texas and that. And so um, I think it would be easier for him to move to another gig if they were coming off winning the Super Bowl. Hmm. But not when, you know, it's kind of like, I mean, last night's a good example. Like <clears throat> there's a part of the Jim Harbaugh story where he went back to his alma mater and he's going to try and turn this thing around. Finally, you know, I mean, they're just getting owned by Ohio State for like two decades. And he, and he turns it around. They win three in a row, gets them in the, in the college football playoff three years in a row, and then finally wins the national championship. Because of that, I think he's gone. Yeah. You know? Um, and for Will, if he was to, you know, if they were to win a Super Bowl here, maybe then, I just think that that's something he really wants to do, you know? And I'm not saying that he feels this way, but I wouldn't be surprised if he does or not. But um, when you... I'm sure he feels like they're close, and I'll just use it as my own perspective for my own job. Um, and I've probably told you guys this before, and I, I don't know if I've ever said it on, on the air before, but one of my biggest fears would be to l- cover another team, to leave this beat when the Cowboys win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I would be sick to my yeah, stomach if yeah. I left and then they won, you know, because it just it's just different, you know, yeah. and and people can sit there and that don't like the Cowboys and say, oh, America's team and all that, and it's not whatever. This is just, but it is different. The Cowboys are different, so. Uh, and I don't know if you took it this way, but Jerry on the radio today, I kind of felt like was saying that, yeah. like in a way, like, you know, when he said the thing about Exxon, I was kind of feeling like he's <laughs> he's not going to come out and say, like, this is the Dallas Cowboys. We're going to be fine. We're going to get people. But uh, but it is just it is just different. And so if you feel like they're close, like I'm sure Will does, I think it'd be really hard to leave this. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, moving on to uh, Stefan Gilmore and Tyler Smith injury news coming into this week. Uh, we didn't touch on it yesterday with Stefan Gilmore, but uh, dislocated his shoulder in the win against Washington and was able to pop it back in place on the sideline, uh, had the second half with a sling over his shoulder, and then told Mike McCarthy after the game, I'm good, I'm going to be ready, and then told reporters uh, after the game in the locker room that um, he felt great and that you know it just kind of depends on the week. And that, that was more of what we heard yesterday from Mike McCarthy and then this morning again from Jerry Jones. Sounds like he'll probably get a rest day tomorrow on Wednesday, if I would have to guess, and then probably limited on Thursday uh, and or Friday. Um, but I, I fully expect Stephon Gilmore to go on, on Sunday, it appears. Um, he'll probably wear one of those harnesses uh, under his jersey on, mm-hmm. on the uh, to, to protect his shoulder. Uh, I wonder how much of his you know movement will be... Um, uh, conflicted with but we'll just kind of see as the week goes on that'll be a little bit more clear and then Tyler Smith sounds like he's going to get ready to go this week as well um, uh, dealing with that torn plantar fascia that he suffered against uh, Detroit obviously um, but uh, it sounds like they're they're looking forward to getting him back on the field and uh, this week in a limited practice fashion and then uh, play on Sunday against Green Bay. So good news on both fronts Stefan Gilmore starting with him specifically I mean we asked Barry Church uh, on post game show coverage of of when you're wearing a brace like that on on your shoulder how can that affect you as a defensive back how can that affect you of course Barry played safety but uh, he was saying from a cornerback standpoint it's not going to affect you as much because you can still move you can still use your hands you can still be semi-physical probably not as physical especially in the run game can't come downhill and just hit people with your shoulder or anything like that but it is going to affect you just from a physicality standpoint in terms of the the actual coverage ability and the way that he's able to defend the pass, it shouldn't affect Stefan Gilmore too much. So great news, especially in a scary moment where he was being held coming off the field. Uh, I thought it could have been a lot worse than what it yeah. was. Oh, yeah, and we go back to that, the Trayvon Diggs injury. I remember, you know, that was oh, the talk yeah. then. It was just, well, that's a big loss, but then it's also one of those, you look at the depth at the position, mm-hmm. like a significant drop off. the only off year of, you probably could have right. done that. Right, and so when this is two games now where Gilmore's been kind of slow to get up on, on different yeah. things recently, and you just think, okay, well, there's a big drop-off if you don't have him. So even him with a harness and maybe being, say, 90%, 85%, I mean, you'll take that to, over the fact of, or the possibility of you not having him. So, yeah. It was funny this morning hearing Jerry Jones talking about being healthy 
going into the playoffs, and he was talking specifically about this team. He wouldn't want to set them up any better. He wouldn't want to put them in a position better. The first thing that popped in my head was, man, I would love Trayvon Diggs. Yeah, on this me, too. Yeah. me too. Yeah. I would yeah. love Trayvon Diggs on, on this roster. I'd love Leighton Vander Esch on this roster, too. Overshown. I think Overshown would be a huge piece. But I get what he's saying. Yeah. I mean, overall, this the health of this team, the cornerstones of this franchise, they are healthy going into the postseason. I completely agree. They're in a good spot, but, man, it would push them over the top if you had guys like that available. Uh, look, with Stephon Gilmore <laughs> – and Nashawn Wright, because that was who kind of came in for for Gilmore mm-hmm. after he got hurt on Sunday. How catastrophic would it be if if Gilmore couldn't play? Right? Why do we got to talk about this? I, I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. How catastrophic <laughs> is, is it? A catastrophic thing? I, I think about Nashawn Wright. I see a strong training camp, honestly, that he had. Yeah. A preseason that he put together where he had some really shining moments, but he hasn't really been trusted on the field just yet so far this year. Battled a little bit of injury early in the season, too. Um, and we haven't quite seen that third-round type talent from Nashawn Wright since he's been uh, in Dallas. So is it a huge catastrophic loss as Stephon Gilmore cannot play on Sunday? That's I think it's a reasonable thing to kind of look at. I yeah. would say yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'd use the word catastrophic, yeah. but if I was ranking, you know, the roster and players that you can't afford to lose, he's certainly in the top ten. Yeah, yeah, I'd say top five. Probably, yeah, borderline top mm. five. Borderline top five. I mean, okay, Dak, Micah, CD, CD. Uh, yeah, those are top yeah. three, no doubt. The, the yeah. top three is, is then just so often. Clear. I would say two offensive linemen, probably Zach. I mean, we've we've seen you can survive without Zach, but see, I would that's like why I Zach. would put like Gilmore above the offensive line. Yeah, because you feel better about Brock Hoffman and T.J. Bass right. behind him. What about right. Tyron Smith? Yeah, that's big. Chuma. Yeah. Chuma, yeah. Huh. Depends on who you're going against. Yeah, Terrence. <laughs> yeah, I think Tyron Smith's got to be in that. He's got to be in the top Smith. four. Tyron yeah. Smith's probably the uh, only offensive gets, lineman I would put above Gilmore. Pretty rough after that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think Gilmore's yeah, borderline top Clark. five. Damone, yeah, just because you don't have anybody else, period. Damone Clark goes down. Who's off-ball linebacker? Wanye Thomas. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, it's it's yikes. It's rough. Yeah. It's yikes. Buddy Johnson? Yeah. 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 Off of the practice squad? Probably. Probably so. He's been getting those elevations, and then the elevations reset this week, or yep. reset for the playoffs. They can elevate whoever for the playoffs, so mm-hmm. that'll obviously help the depth. Is there a position. limit in the playoffs? Is it only three? No. You can go yeah. all four games. Yep. Okay. Yep. There you go. Yep, so... Uh, I was we curious. Will, we will that. see how that that uh, goes down. But um, other than that, uh, other than those two notes, uh, we talked to coordinators yesterday. Um, there seems to be some some confidence in this building for going going into this week, going into the playoffs. Uh, no one came out and said it, but this is probably the 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 opportunity that they feel best about. You know, getting the Packers in the first round, avoiding both the 49ers and the Red Hot Rams until the NFC Championship game at the mm. latest. Um, you know, these these first two rounds at home, too, uh, you couldn't have asked it to be set up much better, and you, you feel the confidence around this building, and you felt it yesterday talking to Mike McCarthy, talking to the coordinators. Um, you know, they, they, they feel good going into this week. Yeah, the big thing for me with their position that they're in, because I, I agree with Jerry, the health is is outstanding with all things considered. You look at other teams and where they're at. Every, everyone, like when you mentioned Trayvon Diggs, there's yeah. every team like that's in there wants. Uh, if it's not a guy that's missing, it's somebody that's banged up right now that yeah. you'd love to have them at 100%. But the thing for me that makes it feel like this could be different is that they're battle-tested, yeah. that <clears throat> the things that they've done the last couple of years have put them in a position that, Nothing that should happen going forward should be any bit of a surprise, no matter what happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to go to San Francisco. You've already gone to San Francisco. You know, yeah, it's going to be tough. Every, everybody knows that they're going to be favored, and they're probably the better team. But that doesn't mean that in this league of parity that you can't have the better day, win that game, boom, you're in the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, like this Packers team, are they really battle-tested? Not really. The, the Lions? No. So it's like you look at, like, the Eagles – the Niners and the Cowboys, those are the teams going into this playoffs. They were like, yeah, those are the teams that they've kind of been through it. And now with the way the Eagles are playing, I don't think anybody looks at them as, as that type of a thing. And frankly, if you're a Cowboys fan, you would want to play the Eagles. You'd yeah. want them to be the team that you'd have to go against because it'd be at AT&T Stadium. You know? yeah. For a long time, I know I was thinking that, well, if they're going to go through the Eagles, you're going to have to go to Philadelphia yeah. January. Uh, could be you know just awful weather, bad, ugly game. But they've gotten all this – from the last two years built up with so many key players on this team that they should be ready for whatever happens. Come out in a slow start, 
they they it, they shouldn't blink. They should be able to respond to any anything that that happens to them because of what they've gone through. So I said this yesterday. I'm curious your opinion, John. I there's no excuse why this team shouldn't win two games. None. There's no excuse in my in my. Book. I thought of it literally when you talked about the Gilmore thing. Yeah. I was like, even without them, they should be able to win offense alone. CD and Dak, the level they're playing at is good enough for me that I believe with them playing at home. They should beat the Packers. They should beat the Lions. They should be in the NFC Championship game. And then whatever happens from there happens from there. But, yeah, no, it's a disappointment if they don't get the NFC Championship game. No yeah. doubt about it. No doubt about it. And there's been reports out there about McCarthy's future and the tenure with the, the head coach. I, I don't necessarily buy it. I, I think there is a concern on playoff success, and I think there's going to be a level of, of interest from the fan base in his future, I, I think his future's locked up. That's just my personal opinion. I think he's going to be here uh, based off of Jerry Jones's answers and based off of really the way that this this current franchise feels about their head coach. They, they look to him now more than they ever have. I agree with you, but I think there is a difference between making it to the NFC Championship game and stumbling against the Packers in the wild card round mm-hmm. and how quote-unquote locked up you are You know, at the end of sure. the day. Sure. If you, if you come out and you lay an egg against Green yeah. Bay— then, then maybe we can have that conversation. Yeah, and I, I think that's where things get a little bit. That's where talking points get made. Yeah, because that's going to be everything that's talked about next week. Is that you know playoff success hasn't been here, yeah. even though twelve one seasons have. But let's get to the game first. Yeah, we got to play the games, yeah. right? <laughs> All right. When we come back here on Talking Cowboys, we're going to take your phone calls eight 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 five five two two nine seven. If you don't want to give us a call. Shoot us a text message, 817-290-3298. It's a Talking Tuesday when we come back right after this. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah's savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot Rowdy cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices message and data rates may apply member fdic welcome back into dear doctor the show where i answer life's questions with an ice cold can of dr pepper sheila let's hear from our next caller would you dear doctor my friend supported me during a tough time but what's the right gift that says thanks for being a shoulder to cry on okay this one's easy i say give her a delicious dr pepper nothing says thanks girl better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company. This segment is brought to you by Quaker Oats, a super-trusted superfood. Quaker Oats, the official oatmeal sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. We have John Machota, Nick Harris, Chris Beam in the back. Give us a call, 888-855-2297. Our first text message that I saw today, uh, it's from a 609. It says, can you guys start a rumor that Jimmy Johnson is going to be at the game this weekend just so we have more Cowboys fans there than Packer fans? I like it. There's a little bit of a strategy play there. Yeah. Do you expect a lot of Packers fans, John? Yeah, I mean, there should be more than well. yeah. There should not be more than Cowboys fans. No. That would be embarrassing. Um, but yeah, they're, especially they're, this year, yeah. it's a wide out. It's right. Big big game. And then just where the Cowboys are at. I mean, they're just this is a team that could go to the Super Bowl. Like I don't think Packers fans are looking at this Packers. I mean, they're looking at this Packers team like, whoa. Where did this come from? I, I just, yeah, there's going to be a lot of Packers fans there just because there's a lot of Packers fans in the country, but it's not going to be like, oh, I don't know, 
Sunday in the, our nation's capital. I mean, that was <laughs> yeah. so bad. Yeah. I mean, what, what was the percentage? 80. 80% Cowboys fans? Don't look at me. I wasn't there. So, oh, I don't know. yeah. yeah. Se- 70. <laughs> at, least, at least 70. You know, wow. walk, walking in just, uh, and then walking around the concourse and things like that. Um, I watched two series uh, down in the stands uh, when the game started. And I mean, like, all behind the Cowboys bench was like a Cowboys home game for sure. Um, and then just the upper bowl wasn't completely sold out. So, that, that you got to factor that in too, yeah. you know? So, uh, I'll say 70 as, as, as an as official estimate. number. But, hey, but official estimate. If you're a Commanders fan, why would you go to that game? No, you know yeah. this is like a hated rival. Yep. You know they're probably going to win. The only reason you'd go is to play spoiler. Yeah. You know. Um, so I you didn't know I, you're probably going to get beat thirty-eight to ten. Right. I mean, if you're, if you're a Commanders be... fan, you probably show up in a Cowboys uniform so that you can get the number two overall pick. <laughs> That's yeah. true, too. Yeah, you're I, cheering for the opposite yeah. side. I think the Packers fans will probably look like there's more than there probably are just because if you, if, if Cowboys fans are wearing all white yeah. and then they're wearing green and yellow, that's going to stand out. So yeah. it'll probably look that way, but um, I don't think it'll be, I don't know, 25% maybe at the most. Got to be. That's it. Maximum. Cowboys Nation, get out there. I don't understand why Cowboys fans wouldn't be pumped to go to this game. you got to be pumped to go to this. Two straight home games, you're 8-0 at home. Jerry Jones was kind of asked about it this morning, about, like, do you try to box out Packer fans from, from, you know, getting tickets? I'm a moron, so I just help me out here, guys. How could you do that? There is a way that you can, like, section off zip codes from buying tickets yeah, like it's exactly yeah, yeah yeah that's that's the exact uh a big big brain word they still i think there's a lot of packers them. fans that just live down here yeah, yeah that's true so exactly. it's like it's it's still gonna it's happen. damn near impossible to yeah. do it completely but so Jerry, what you do is you buy the ticket yourself if you're a packers fan yeah. and then yeah. any of your friends that are co- coming down from green bay or whatever like that like i just don't think that it would be i just think it'd be too difficult to try and you know limit that yeah if you're going to go to the game, if you are set as a fan, at least I know it in my experiences, if you know you're headed to an event and you want to go, you're going to find any way possible Absolutely. to get into the game. Absolutely. Yeah. You're going to text a friend. You're going to text a family member that you've never talked to in three years to try and ask, it, hey, you live in Dallas. Can you possibly buy us tickets? doesn't matter. You're going to find yeah. a way into the building. Yeah. Scalp at the game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> T- see, geek, too, too, it doesn't yeah. geofence anybody. I mean, That's true. Yeah, there's a lot going on there. Yeah. Uh, all right, we've got a couple phone calls on a talking Tuesday. If you're interested in giving us a call, 888-855-2297. Let's start s- some things off with Dano in Florida. What's going on, Dano? Welcome back to Talking Cowboys. Morning, guys. How you doing? Great. How are you? Good. Hey, a uh, couple questions. Well, first of all, a statement. This weekend's game brings me back to the 66 game, which was my first Dallas-Green Bay championship game with mm-hmm. Leon Donahue missed that block on Dave Robinson, causing Meredith to throw the pick in the end zone. Remember that it like it was yesterday. Said, there you go. Hey, I, I'm I'm struggling with Dan Quinn's defense. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, last not this past week, but prior to that, uh, those last couple drives to me, he's playing not to lose. Uh, seems like the aggressiveness gets somewhat diminished, and he's playing not to lose rather than to win. And uh, I find I have an issue with that. And that's maybe just me. That's maybe my observation. The other thing I know, Nick yesterday mentioned um, that, you know, uh, Karen Steele has played better than uh, what people might think. Um, I I disagree with that. I think we have two big holes in that offensive line, Biotish and Steele. And I'm wondering if, if Collins looks good at any point, if Steele struggles, do they go with – do they go with uh, Lyle Collins? Yeah. So uh, I'll hang up and listen to what you think. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you, Dano. couple questions there. Let's start with the defensive side of no, things. Let's start with your guys' yeah. memories of the 66 game. You yeah, go first. Big go time. Uh, well, I mean, the Packers went on to win Super Bowl one. Okay. The next year they came back, met in the NFC Championship game again, 1967. That was also known as the Ice Bowl. Ice Bowl. Nice job. Negative 13-degree weather. Don't like that. Got it done. And guess what happened? <laughs> anyway. Cowboys lost. Green Bay went on. They won Super Bowls one and two underneath legendary head coach Vince Lombardi. I've heard of him. Yeah, he's yeah. he's on the trophy now. So. I've heard of his work. <laughs> he's so, done some good things. So if uh, 
If if the Cowboys win those games instead of the Packers, is it the Landry Trophy instead of the Lombardi Trophy? Yeah, mm. Very good shot, honestly. I, I, I mean, there were a lot of things that Lombardi did well, but yeah. But I mean, you gotta win. If you're the first one to win <laughs> you it, gotta win. Could be. It could be the Tom Landry Trophy. Uh, right. uh, anyway, um, we're, we're, are we gonna start with defense? Let's here? start with defense. Yeah. Okay. Unless you um, want to start with Lyle Collins. Yeah, I'd rather start with that. Let's start with Lyle Collins. It came at me a little bit, okay. but it's fine. Um, I. <laughs> I think he maybe misunderstood what I said yesterday. I don't. Th- I don't believe I said Terrence Steele's been playing better than people mo- uh, that think. But I, what I more so was saying that he put together 17 games of being on the field for every single snap up until mm-hmm. that fi- those final couple series yep. on Sunday, and he really struggled at the beginning of the season. And he started to stack really good games over the course of the back half of the season. I would argue that I, on the back half, he's played better than most people think. Absolutely. I would yeah, argue that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, Early you in the season, not so much. We're talking week nine against Philadelphia, not so much. No. Yeah, that but was that was catastrophic. Second half of the season, weeks 10 through 18, yeah. he was playing better than most people think. As far as like putting in Lyle Collins in place of him, if, if things aren't going well, that's just not going to happen. That's just not going to happen on in, in the playoffs this year. That's yeah, it's not going to happen. No, <laughs> completely agree. Yeah, completely agree. Yeah. Injury is the only way that I can see them putting Lyle. Like Terrence Maybe would have to get hurt. Uh, yeah, right. Um, but as long as Terrence is healthy, he's he's going to stay out there. They're not going to they're not going to move in Lyle like that. I just I know they look at Terrence as a, as a piece of the future. Mm-hmm. I don't think they would do that to him uh, on just some bad play, you know. And I don't think he'll be he would be bad enough that that. That they would turn to that anyway. I just I don't know where Lyle's at in terms of being able to step in right away. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's yeah, he's in shape, looks good. Obviously, said all the right things when we talked to him last week. But you know, playing in a, in playoff games, is he ready for that? I he might be, but I don't know that they're just going to throw him out there. If ah, we really don't like the way this guy's playing, let's go throw a Lyle in there. I don't see that happening. I just think they're too deep and, into this season. Uh, to get to the spot where they're at for them to change that up there. What was the other question? Uh, it was Dan Quinn. He's worried about Dan Quinn's yeah. defense. He's not alone on that. There's a, I've, I've seen that on, on uh, Twitter a lot after these games. That yeah. People think that they're going too too much prevent. I just I, me personally, I don't. I just don't think that that's just a Cowboys thing. I think no. that's just the way football's played nowadays. You know. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna go out and on a limb and say that Dan Quinn probably knows more about defensive football than all of us, and there's probably a reason he does that. So I guess I'll be an idiot and, and lean on that. You look at these final three games that they played after the Buffalo game, and they're only giving up 88 yards per game on the ground. Um, they've forced five turnovers in those three games, and they're allowing 17 points per game. So, I mean, th- this defense is kind of hitting a stride right now. I'm not worried about the defensive unit. As far as it being too conservative at times, I mean, I I don't see that as a major issue. I, really yeah. don't. I, I, think, the only, I think the two major things that I look at as far as like I would put under cons on this defense are one there's just kind of a lack of size they 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 have sacrificed that for athleticism in a lot of areas on all three levels and then uh, uh two being able to handle speed and then mm. other than those two things like I, I don't have any concerns about this defense one of the questions on our text line 619 asked the last caller mentioned Dan Quinn is there a possible successor in the building if slash when he leaves who can use these Put players and their skill set the way that Quinn intended to be the next DC. That could be the next defensive. I don't see it. I don't know. Mike McCarthy's wanted previous head coaches Mm. to be his DC, and he said that before he started calling the offense. Yeah. So yeah, I don't see how he's not hiring somebody that is a former head coach to be his DC. I agree with you. I think. I think two guys on the defensive staff could be coordinators one day, not necessarily saying that they could Oh, no, there's those guys, but I'm saying. Joe Witt and Al Harris. For sure. Al Harris was the first one I thought of. It would probably be Joe Joe Witt before here. Specifically here, it would be Joe Witt, definitely. I would just be very surprised. Um, The only way I could see it maybe happening is if uh, they won the Super Bowl. And they were like, let's just try and keep this staff as much as possible. but. I find it very hard to believe that it isn't going to be somebody that's been a previous head coach. Yeah. yeah. All right. Marco in Italy. We're going across the pond. What's up, Marco? <laughs> Guys, good morning. Thank you for having me back. Always good to talk to you. Yes, sir. Good um, to talk to you. It's, uh, yeah. Um, just three, three good points. First one, um, I-, I wanted to share with you maybe about um, Jake Ferguson. I mean, I really like the guy. He's... Um, He's so tough. 
he gets hit uh, with hammers from defenders when he goes through the middle, mm-hmm. and his wife stands up saying, is this the best that you can do? Do you have anything else to throw at me? I love the guy. I like his toughness. And he reminds me of Jason Witten. I'm not just saying, I'm not saying that today he's like Witten. Obviously, we do hope that one day he will be. But his toughness, the way he plays tight end, reminds me of Witten. And I just love the guy. What can I say? I love the guy. Then the, um, the question that I have for you is, <clears throat> looking at the 49ers, and we obviously hope that, you know, we, we cross path with the 49ers. So I don't know whether we hope it, but it may be that we, we cross path with the 49ers game. Three of their losses came with AFC North teams, uh, the Browns, the Bengals, and the Ravens. Now, I don't know whether this is just a matter of chance or there is a common denominator, the way the AFC North plays football that is just, uh, tough for the for the Niners to digest. Again, a question for you. You know more than me. I'll be happy to hear it. And then finally, so I need your help on one thing. I was thinking about buying cheesesteaks mm-hmm. for some teams. Um, I don't know whether that should be the Giants or maybe the Cardinals. Uh, just to reciprocate the nice gesture that the Eagles did last year, uh, you know, to to that Pedersen with the Jaguars. I think it would be extremely nice and polite for us. Oh, to buy some cheesesteaks to one of those things. Just, you know, to show that we're nice guys, because at the end of the day, that's what we Cowboys fans are. Nice guys. Okay? Thank you so much, so, Marco. Um, thank you. Thank you, guys. Always great talking to you. And uh, go Cowboys. Yes, sir. Okay. Go Cowboys. You have to buy a lot of cheesesteaks for those teams because yeah. the Eagles lost five of six. That's a lot of cheesesteaks. <laughs> Got to find a way. Yeah, he said he got to pick a team. Probably the Cardinals is the first one because that's the one that opened the door a yeah, little no bit. Question. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at I'm looking at the combined weight of both teams, and I'm taking the team with the lower combined the weight. Lower. Oh, that's that's next level thinking. Yeah. That's chess, not checkers. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I'm gonna save a buck. <laughs> um, and then he was talking about the AFC North teams that beat the 49ers, the Browns, the Bengals, the Ravens. The AFC North beat everybody. They're first team or first division to finish above 500 in like 80 years. Something like that. Yeah, everybody I finished mean, above five hundred. I mean, yeah, and I do buy in a little bit into that whole playing outside. You know, there there is like a toughness because I will say I, I do think that you have to be tough to beat the Niners. I don't think you can yeah. finesse them no. if you're going to beat them. Uh, so I think that's probably part of it that the style of play probably factors in. And but I do think that this Cowboys team now it is built and they do play as as Mike McCarthy would say as a dome team. Mm-hmm. But I do think that they can play tough when they need to. And I think of if they got to the NFC Championship game, all that would be on the line the fact that this is the team that ended your season the last two years. You know the whole Cowboys Niners rivalry. I. I I think that they would play a pretty tough game. I don't yeah. think that they would get punched in the mouth, and that would be the reason they lost. They might they might lose because. The Niners are a better team, and they just play better at home. Yeah. But I don't think that they'll get punched in the mouth and embarrassed. I don't see that happening at all. Yeah, I agree, especially going back to Santa Clara, too, given what happened in Week 5, as you mentioned. Um, gosh, it would be meteoric, the uh, the hype, if, if they were able to get that done. Like going, You have two weeks to let the Super Bowl build. That would be a lot of fun to just cover and be a part of. Um, but, yeah, got to get there first, two more games. Um, but it, it, that is a tough team, really tough team. I just had, like, not even – flashbacks because it's never happened before but just a, like a flash forward of like you said the meteoric hype of what it would take if you go and you win these two home games you win against the 49ers which is easier said than done and then you're going into the super bowl with that hype going into it yeah that would be astronomical uh we've got one more phone call we're gonna take our first or our second break though before we get to it we'll get to you in a moment mike in new york yes when we come back we're on talking cowboys <laughs> They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. 
Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at GetJackBlack.com slash Cowboys with the code CowboysVIP. That's GetJack black.com slash cowboys with the code cowboys vip todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable and now todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour but the good news is todd has at&t 5g that is fast reliable and secure and he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew at&t 5g fast reliable secure it's not complicated 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Invisalign, the official smile of the Dallas Cowboys. Let's waste no time. Mike in New York, you're on Talking Cowboys. What's up, Mike? But that one, I had, to, I had to. I had to, guys. But anyways, as far as the Cowboys go, uh, I'm, <laughs> I uh, biggest health concern is obviously everybody, but I hope Zach Martin can come back. I know he's out with the, the uh, illness the other day, so it's kind of, you know, if he comes back from that, I'll be I'll be happy. And like you said, everybody across the board, we need um, everybody on deck for this one. I, I want to be Green Bay so bad. It's, it's I, I wish the game was like tomorrow. I'm, I can't wait. <laughs> Appreciate you, Mike. And always great points bringing up Zach Martin and, he always brings so much energy. I love Mike. I love it, man. I love it's Mike. awesome. Uh, here's the thing about Zach Martin. He's got to be back, right? Yeah. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's an just illness. a quick illness. Yeah. I think they caught it. I think he caught it just on the wrong day. Of yeah. all days, he caught it on the wrong day. If he had caught it on Saturday, probably would have been able to get some IVs in, get some treatment in, and play on Sunday. Yeah. If he had caught it, obviously, yesterday, then obviously, you know, he'd be fine no problem. this upcoming Sunday. I think he woke up on Sunday, felt ill. And that's it's what kind of started the snowball effect of eventually. Because he was with playing. the team on the trip, right? Yeah, he, he was he traveled. He, he was, was fine on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it was Sunday morning. Woke up, did not feel well, felt like death, and um, yeah. And then Brock Hoffman stepped in, and BTB, according to Dak Prescott, big time Brock stepped mm. in. So I like that. And I was looking through the pictures oh, that they always, you know, they're posted on the team's Instagram account. Like uh-huh. everybody's like. Here, just look at these right now. Okay, so like, hey guys, what's up? You know, yeah, taking my yeah. picture, cool, everything's great. Hey, Pictures. what's up? Good, good. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. you guys are out walking there. out. Hey man, out of the hotel. Good. This is great. Yeah. This is fun. We're Juma Doga, Osa, Jake Ferguson. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up? Up oh, there's guys, Zach Martin. I don't feel good. It's not time for a picture. Okay, man. Like, what are we doing? I don't want to do the picture yeah, thing he, right now. Yeah, he is certainly. I scroll through the to the to to. Or I guess that's that one's mine. But yeah, there you go. There, he just, Zach, Zach right did not there. seem like he was ready for the <laughs> wanting to participate in the pregame photo shoot. Um, oh, poor guy. Yeah, I yeah. think during honestly, like that's you a guys look at it. Knew you guys look at it more from a Cowboys perspective. I'm not a Cowboys fan. Sure. I look at it more of uh, just an NFL, like, outside perspective type thing, and I'm just like, like, Zach was dealing with an illness. He's going to be back. It's a playoff game. Tyler Smith is going to be out there. They didn't play him because the plantar fascia. Why not buy him another? Let's be honest. Two weeks. They knew they were going to beat Washington. Let's let's yeah. buy him another week. Yep. You get Jonathan Hankins back, mm-hmm. and then you avoided uh, a, a catastrophic Stefan Gilmore injury for the second time in the last three or four weeks. Like, yep. you're in great shape going mm-hmm. into the playoffs with all things considered, you know? So, yeah, like... I don't think that you could ask for much more. I think it would be unrealistic for you to sit there and expect that Agreed. you wouldn't have a Trayvon Diggs, that yep. you wouldn't have a Marvian Overshone. That stuff just happens. It's NFL football, you yep. know, like that you're going to have those, like all things considered with the, you look at who are their most important players and the ones that can make the biggest difference in any of these playoff games. Like they're almost all there, you know, and, and healthy and playing well. So kind of along those same lines, the 703, this is Noah in Washington. He says, what makes this team better than the last two playoff teams for the Cowboys? Is that a big part of it, or is it more than that? Well, I think experience is the big one, Yeah, you know, um, just because, like I said earlier, haven't gone through it. But the other one with me, and I thought about this a lot after the game, was 
just the way that Dak and CD are playing and the level that they're on makes me think that they're going to be in every game that they play. You know, there were just times in some of these previous seasons where I just didn't see them having that same type of rapport, you know, um, Obviously, 2016, you had you had some of that with, with Dak and Zeke mm-hmm. being rookies, and it was just kind of like they could do no wrong in that. But I don't know that they were playing as well. Now, of course, you can come back and say, well, they were probably running the ball better than they are right now. They're obviously sure. not running it well. Yeah. But I just think Dak and CD are playing on a level of – that's the type of stuff that you see. Again, I'm not looking at this as being a Cowboys fan. I'm looking at this as just an NFL observer. And that's the type of stuff that you see, like getting hot at the right time and that being a difference in the postseason because yeah. they're clicking and and making huge plays in big moments. Because let's be honest, there's not going to be a lot of blowouts. Like these are going to be tight games in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was another another good sign, as the previous caller said, Jake Ferguson. Uh, I just think that where he's built to, you can trust him, you know, and you can trust Brandon Cooks. And what it just seems like every week that that rapport is built with Dak too. So. What they've done through the passing game, I think, is the thing that gives me uh, the re- the most reason to believe. There were just there were uh, there were moments, not that I watched all of the game last night, but where you just kind of like, how many more quarters are you going to play this this and and for Washington to score another touchdown? Mm-hmm. You know, like it just it didn't seem like it was going to happen no matter what. Like Michigan was just leaving the door open for them, and they just weren't going to score. I I feel like if you do that to this Cowboys team, they're gonna they're gonna score. Yeah, I just feel like yeah. that they have the rapport uh, and that that they're playing at a level that. They hadn't been playing in years past. And then also Mike McCarthy calling the plays. He's been in a lot of big games. He's got a lot of experience in these situations. And so uh, I think those are the other things. But health is, is really high on the list for me. I agree. Experience and then this offense, the way it's playing right now. And it, the CD kind of had a moment after the Buffalo game where it, was, it wasn't it was as bad as it – I won't, don't want to say bad, but it wasn't as uh, loud as it was after the San Francisco game when he mm-hmm. was like, give me the ball. But it was kind of the same kind of rhetoric. It was like, you know, we got to get me the ball. Like that's, that's just it's what funny it that It's funny that your brain told you to say bad because yeah. at the time it was bad. At the time it but was bad. <laughs> depending on where this season goes – Talk about how big that that moment was, because that could yeah, be game changer. Such a turning point for the yep. entire season. Yeah, yeah, but it's so funny it you say bad because that's the way I would yeah. think of it in the moment when it happened. You're just like, that's not a good mm. look to have him off to the. Why are he normally is over there with all those guys? Why is he over there by himself? Like yeah. you yeah. can tell he's like frustrated. Really brought me back to like some of the times with with Des Bryant when he yeah. was just real frustrated. But you just got used to seeing that from Des. You're like, hey, he's just passionate. That's the way he goes about. Yeah. But you don't really see that much from CD. Yeah. And so that that is interesting that you would say bad at first because I did think that too, but. Every week that's gone by since, I keep looking back on it and go, man, that might have been the best thing that happened to them. I, I got to credit McCarthy with that whole deal as well because he, he took that time to bring CD into his office and right. talk that out during the week after. Yep. And I think those conversations really spoke a lot more towards the rest of the season than even that moment in the locker room after San Francisco. But kind of had like a, a slightly similar moment after Buffalo where it was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I mean, this is just a moment where we couldn't give me the ball. We got to give me the ball. And those three games since, uh, quick math, 32 receptions, 443 yards and four touchdowns in three games. Like is that that's, good? It's pretty, that's, that's up there. Pretty good. It's <laughs> up there. So, um, I, I think as long as CD is getting his, I, I don't have any problems yeah. with this offense. And then uh, again, I don't have any problems thinking these next two games don't work out. Uh, Markel from Houston asks us for our final question here on this Talking Tuesday. What percentage would you give the Cowboys to win it all from this very moment? I mean, we've talked percentages all year long. By the way, Markel's said his birthday's in two days, so they're definitely Fellow winning Capricorn. this game. Fellow Capricorn. Yeah, he said they're definitely <laughs> winning this game. Uh, let's, let's talk about it because percentages, I mean, four weeks left in the regular season gave the Cowboys a 9% chance to win the division. And they ended up winning the division. So numbers don't matter a whole lot, and we're four weeks from the Super Bowl. So chances of winning it all, what would you give it? Uh, 15 20%. Okay. Um, I would say I think that there's a 50% chance that it's either the Niners or Ravens. Mm-hmm. And then I just I, I would put the Cowboys in with everyone else in that other 50%, you know, so yeah. break it down between them, the Bills, you got to give a little chunk of that pie to the old Chiefs just because of what they've got accomplished to. in the past, right. you got know. To. Um, man, I'm looking at your computer right now, man. I just can't believe how much the Eagles have fallen. It's it is bad because I, I was just thinking about that too. How many teams do I think can win it? Yeah, Baltimore, San Fran, done. There, no doubt they can totally win it. Buffalo, Dallas, absolutely. I think both of those teams are good enough to win it. Yep. Kansas City, because of what they've done before, absolutely. I know they've got their own problems as well, but you can't count out Patrick Mahomes. 
The next one I, is the interesting. The next one, I was like, okay, Philadelphia. Yeah. Mm, All they got to do like is turn Miami. it back on. And then Miami. Yeah. Would be if there, they yeah. turn it on, they are as good as anybody. It they, reminds they were me of in that uh, same conversation. It reminds me of UConn basketball last year where they yeah. just went through like a two week stretch in January where they were awful. awful. And it was they like, well, is, will this team even make the tournament? And then yeah. they were the best team in the tournament and won every game by double digits. Yeah. Yeah. The only <laughs> thing I keep going back to on the Eagles is just like the history of when you lose a Super Bowl, especially one where you had a chance to win. There usually isn't a rebound the next year. Yeah, it's usually, yeah. mu- I mean, it's usually much worse than even the season that they've had. But mm-hmm. there is something about the way that this season ended that I've thought about that a lot, and then also the whole like curse of you can't win the NFC East two years mm-hmm. in a row. Like it is, it is just wild how that that collapse has happened. I never would have saw that. I'd say I'd say I'm r- right around with you in between fifteen and twenty percent because I think yep. there are six teams legitimately that can win it, yeah. and that that would put you at about fifteen percent ish. 1520. So that's that's where I'm at right now. Then I would of course skew that a little bit in favor of maybe Baltimore or San Francisco cuz they have the rest, but Dallas has a shot. They absolutely have a shot. What's so. yours? I'd say about the same. 15 to 20. 15 20. You're like 85. <laughs> yeah, you know, some slight. Maybe we'll revisit this next week. Maybe, Maybe we'll come back and see if the percentage is higher. I don't feel like it could be any higher until they play San Francisco. Mm. I well, say, like you could I'm, ask me NFC Championship yeah. week and I would probably still say 15 20. Yeah. I'd probably be a little higher. I don't think so. Because, like, that, I, again, I expect them to win these two games. Mm-hmm. I expect them to win the wild card. I expect them to win the divisional game. I don't expect them to win an NFC Championship game. I don't expect them to beat the Ravens in a Super Bowl. I don't expect them to compete with the Ravens in a Super mm. Bowl, to be completely honest. But that's that's, Ravens. that's way down there. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm of the belief, though, that they got there. Like, it, it, like, you saying on Sunday they got to play the Ravens to win in a wild card round? I don't like that. Yeah. But you tell me that they got to the Super Bowl. And they went they're going to the be riding ride yeah. so high that, and again, just a one game, like elimination. Like I, I don't think that. I don't know. I think it would be a coin flip for me if yeah. they get to Super Bowl. It's a coin flip. There is a long way to go. Long way. Long way to go. And tomorrow we're going to focus a little bit more in on the wild card round because the Cowboys have the Green Bay Packers, a team that they can't overlook in their own right. Uh, Got to be better against. The run got to be better against Jordan Love. I mean, there's a lot going on this week, and we're going to preview the Dallas defensive matchup tomorrow against that Green Bay offense. Isaiah should be back, unfortunately, after his his Washington Huskies couldn't get it done. Yeah, he didn't call in this morning. I no, think he's, yeah. he didn't call in. Before, I'm going to pour out some of this water for him. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Pour one Since out I'm for, sitting for in Isaiah Stanback. All right. We'll be back tomorrow to preview Packers, Cowboys, defense versus offense. When we come back at 9 a.m. Central Time, Chris Beam, John Machota, Nick Harris, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long from Talking Cowboys. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this,